step inside the forum and you enter one of the most expensive pieces of real estate in all the sports. And here in Los Angeles this evening, all roads lead to the forum. It is the hottest ticket in sports. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the NBA League Pass Podcast, only on the War Report Radio Series. I am your gracious host, Jared Adams, man. We are about to break some NBA talk down for you guys today. Uh, make sure you guys follow me on social media, on Twitter, War Report Radio, straight through. On Instagram, war underscore report underscore radio. Oh, man. So, a lot to discuss right now as far as the NBA is concerned. I'm going to start with the playoff update. Uh, last night... You had the Bucks crush the uh, Boston Celtics um, to tie up their series 1-1. Um, the Celtics came out strong, you know what I mean, game one, punched them in the mouth. So it was good to see the Bucks kind of respond. Um, I still have the ball, uh, the Boston Celtics in six games in that series, so it'll be interesting to see what happens in game three and four. I think if the Celtics are able to protect home court, the Bucks will within win game five and then eventually they're out of there in game six. Um, we saw the Sixers win on the road in game two against the Raptors after losing game one, uh, which I wasn't really expecting. I probably would have expected this series to go, you know what I mean, two games at home for the Raptors and then two games at home for the Sixers and then that crucial game five. Uh, that still could happen. I, uh, I think that the fact that the Sixers won uh, a game on the road in game two Makes it more likely that the Raptors, you know what I mean, at least still home court back in games three and four. So be on the lookout for that. Very interesting series, you know, because, and before I uh, dabble into the other series. Very interesting series because, you know, we saw in game one Kawhi go for 45, a light 45 at that. Totally crushing Jimmy Butler. I mean, I I spoke about that on my last podcast. One of the uh, matches I'm interested to see is uh, Jimmy Butler versus Kawhi Leonard going head-to-head. These two guys, you know, two two different personalities for sure, but as far as their play on the court, they do similar things for their teams. You know what I mean? They're going to defend the best player. You know what I mean? They're going to take the last shot at the end of the game. They could go get you a bucket. You know what I mean? They could do the one-on-one thing. They can make the right pass. You know what I mean? So, Jimmy Butler versus Kawhi Leonard was what we're getting to see in this matchup um, against the uh, Sixers-Raptors series. And I, I was excited and, and surprised, actually, to see Jimmy Butler respond after having Kawhi drop 45 on him in Game 1. So, shout-out to Jimmy Butler, man, showing some showing some pride, as I like to say. You know what I mean? A lot of these guys, they go out there and, and, they, and they lace them up, and they're not playing with pride. And I talked about that, that last, uh, excuse me. I talked about that on my last podcast about D'Angelo Russell. He just doesn't really strike me as the guy that's going out there and playing with some with some goddamn pride, for Christ's sake. 
You know what I mean? And I, I'm gonna get to Harden in a minute. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what that happens. I still have the Raptors advancing to seven games in that series, so uh, it's good to see the series tied up one to one. You know what I mean? That makes it for a better series. You know what they say? You know the series hasn't started to um, the home team loses. You know, so that series is on and popping. All right, so so tonight my game. Portland versus Denver, game two tonight. Um, I was a little weary on the last podcast of what the Portland Trailblazers could do. Um, a lot of people that know that I'm the logger for the Portland Trailblazers, they reach out to me and they say, oh, yeah, Portland is going to easily make the Western Conference Finals, which I am very, very, very hesitant to um, to accept because I don't, I don't know, man. After seeing game one, I mean, it, it laced a lot of concerns which I talked about on the last podcast. First of all, you got Paul Millsap being guarded by Al Farouk Aminu. And that's just not going to cut it. You know what I mean? Paul Millsap is a is a quintessential power forward in the NBA. All right? He's got he's got the size and strength over Al Farouk Aminu. And shout out to Paul Millsap. I actually saw him in the club in Atlanta like in my within my first like 2 weeks of being here. Uh, you just see Paul Millsap just in the cut with his little section. I'm like, oh shit, it's Paul Millsap. So much respect to Paul Millsap. He had the Bentley parked outside. I see you, player. But uh, yeah, so not only Paul Millsap is there at the four, but then you got to deal with Jokic at the five. You know what I mean? In Portland, I would have loved to see this series, you know, if we still had Yusuf Nurkic on our squad who, who went down on the la- in the last quarter of the season for the Portland Trailblazers regular season with a broken leg uh, because he was that seven foot presence that we desperately missed you know what I mean and as far as the matchups were concerned as far as the first round because you gotta remember I'm Portland's logger I definitely did not want to see the Utah Jazz in their size uh, not a, knowing that we didn't have Nurk out there how the hell I'm thinking how the hell are we gonna deal with Gobert if we don't got the seven foot presence I know we got Ennis Cantor our backup center really playing well right now, but he's really, really uh, being exposed right now on the defensive end. Um, and I can't believe the Thunder really didn't, you know what I mean, exploit that matchup. But if you look at our roster, the Amino Harkless combo forward, we kind of match up a little better with OKC than any other team, uh, which is really, really interesting, even though we lost all four regular season games to OKC. Um, they don't, OKC doesn't really have that. That power forward in there that's going to, you know what I mean, cause havoc, get offensive boards, and move people out the way. So we're dealing with basically one of the best front courts in the NBA. I know you got Craig out there for the Nuggets. He's, you know what I mean, he might hit a three or two. But you got you got Millsap down there, and you got Jokic. Jokic is like 7'2", 300 pounds. And he's going against Ennis Cantor, who's like 6'11", maybe 280. You know what I mean? So he's got him by like 30 pounds. Got him by like 3 inches. Probably longer arms. You know what I mean? And Ennis Cantor's a little banged up from the last series. He hurt his shoulder. I mean, what can you say about this guy Jokic in that first game, man? Game 1. The game that I had the pleasure of getting paid to watch. Because I get paid to watch NBA now. If you haven't been listening to the NBA League Pass podcast. uh, You need to go in from episode, I think, 63. And just running these joints right back to back to back. Because I've been lacing pretty much game. I've been giving you guys straight winners. But uh, I digress. But yeah, uh, Jokic was great. And I always knew the Nuggets were going to be a huge problem for us. Because Murray is there. 
He's like the silent assassin. Don't sleep on Jamal Murray. I've always been a big fan of Jamal Murray. The kid is a straight baller. Uh, he's got he's got Lillard by like three inches. He's like six five point guard. He can shoot threes. He can penetrate. He knows how to dish. Uh, he's great in pick and roll with uh, Jokic. I mean, the Nuggets, you know, really really bad matchup. Uh, and if you look at their depth, you know what I mean. I know you can't really account for their bench players because the bench players always play better at home, and the Denver Nuggets are home right now. But they got a solid bench. You know what I mean? I don't really like their bench on the road playing as well. Like guys like Plumlee, guys like Morris. I don't really see them doing their thing on the road like that. But um, this is a, definitely a team that beat us three out of uh, four in the regular season in the Nuggets. And the only game that the, the Blazers won against the Nuggets were, were was the game that they sat Jamal Murray and Jokic, their two best players. So, uh, I mean, what can the – oh, one thing I got to talk about as far as the Nuggets um, – Blazers game one before I get into the Warriors and in the Rockets series before I get into that really quickly was for one I thought the officiating was horrible and, and, and I'm not talking about the officiating as a whole you know what I mean because we've seen some bad officiating uh, officiating so far I think game one Rockets Warriors it showed some bad officiating for sure but game one Nuggets Blazers I'm not sure if you guys were really paying attention but that game was almost unwatchable. I mean, every other every other trip down the floor was a foul call, stoppage of play. I mean, Jokic is is one of the biggest players in the NBA, and you can't even touch the guy. I mean, he doesn't get the Shaq rule at all. You know what I mean? I mean, back in the day, if you had a guy that size in Shaq, he's doing the most. You know what I mean? Bumping out there, not getting any calls, most likely getting fouled the most. I mean. Jokic is the exact opposite of what what they gave Shaq as far as the Shaq treatment. I mean, you touch this guy, Jokic. He's going to the line, and he shot 12 free throws in that game one, which is ridiculous. That's a ridiculous amount. Yeah, he had like 30-something points, over 35 points, but he shot 12 free throws, and he made all of them. So that just cannot happen. I mean, the refs refs did a terrible, terrible job in game one. I have to call it the refs. I mean, we only lost by eight in, in Portland. And another thing I got to talk about, two more things on this Portland series. I thought Terry Stotts, you know what I mean? I'm getting paid to watch the game. You got to understand, I'm getting paid to watch the game. I get paid to watch every play. And I'm replaying plays. I'm fast-forwarding plays. I mean, but I get paid to pretty much choose which plays, make the highlight reel, and and pretty much not miss a thing. So, um, Terry Stotts. You know what I mean? I have nothing but good things to say about Terry Stotts up until this game that I saw game one against the Nuggets. I mean, where was his where was his passion for the game? You know, I think if you put Steve Kerr uh, as the Blazers head coach in that game one, there's you can't tell me there's any way or no way in hell Steve Kerr is not getting ejected. Ejected from game one with the lack of calls Portland was getting. I'm sorry. And, and just the disparity... In the calls. You know what I mean? Steve Kerr would have at least got a technical foul. I think Terry Stotts, he did a terrible job of of coaching the refs. You know what I mean? Part of your job as a coach is getting on the ref's ass, saying like, yo, you're, they're getting calls down here that we're not getting. There were so many plays in game one where Dame went to the basket for a layup, driving, driving, a layup which he made where there was contact. 
and there was no air one call. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, come on, man. That was just the, one of the worst games I've ever seen. You know what I mean? I think 60 free throws between both free throws total. I mean, the refs had a terrible flow for the game. They really got in there. And I'll, I'll, I'll say another thing. You know, I work for NBA TV, NBA on TNT. I think Brian Anderson and Kevin McHale, they were on the call that night. They did a terrible job of, of broadcasting that game because they totally missed. They totally missed the flow of the game. You know what I mean? They, you know what I mean? I, this is why I, uh, I say uh, the, 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 the trio between Mark Jackson, Stan Van Gundy, or is it Jeff Van Gundy, rather? Mark Jackson, Jeff Van Gundy, and Mike Breen are the best broadcasters for NBA. Hands down, period, because they understand the flow of the game. If this is a terrible call, they're going to say, yo, these are some terrible calls, and the refs need to really get out of the way and let these guys play a little bit more, or... This is unbalanced officiating. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? And I think Brian Anderson and Kevin McHale, even though you know I mean we work for the same company, I gotta call you guys out. You guys did a terrible job, just awful, of uh, broadcasting that game one. So you know, game two is tonight. You know what I mean? Blazers, we gotta play better. Um, Terry Stotts, you gotta coach better. You gotta get on the refs early. You know what I mean? Uh, we got to go have some calls go our way if we're going to win a game here or steal a game here. And if we lose, uh, you know what I mean, game two, it's not over just yet. We, we, you know what I mean? We can return home. Our bench players play a little bit better at home, obviously, because it's the playoffs. And we can send this thing back to Denver tied 2-2. That's a possibility. I don't think nobody in the Nuggets really has that, that mama mentality to go get a road win up 2-0. You know what I mean? They're probably going to relax and you know what I mean I don't really think they got that yet in the sack but they can protect home court for sure so I don't really think that the, the Blazers you know get one on the road tonight I, I I surely expect the Nuggets to win in game two especially if they get Jokic going uh, we have pretty much no answer for the guy he looks like he's the best player on the floor even when Dame is out there uh man the guy is a hard player to guard he flops uh he's big he's powerful he's strong he makes good decisions with the basketball. Man, the guy the guy is tough, man. The guy is tough. Now, moving right along to this Warriors-Rockets series. The Warriors took a 2-0 advantage last night. Uh, and I always said uh, that if the Rockets were going... I tweeted this last night. If the Rockets don't win game two, this thing is over with. This thing is over with because the Warriors, unlike the Nuggets, when they go up 0-2, they're fully capable Fully capable of stealing one on the road or even sweeping you. They're they're capable of, of sweeping your ass. That's how good the Warriors team is. Um, and I'm just not liking what I'm seeing out of the Rockets right now. Uh, their rotations right now are, are, are a goddamn mess. I mean, I'm sorry for cussing, but, you know, I'm really passionate about this damn game. I mean... You got to talk about the refs game one. Yeah, they missed a bunch of calls game one. I think... The last three, the last three that Harden put up in game one where he tried to flail himself into Draymond Green, um, that's that's the main pl problem with Harden. So I got a little, you know what I mean, I'm not looking at any stats or anything, but I got a little cheat sheet of what I'm going to talk about to on today's uh, podcast. And, and I just have playoff Harden with a question mark because we're starting to see why Harden really can't be your best player on a championship team. In these playoffs, and we've been seeing it. 
is because he's always looking for the foul call. He doesn't have a real sense of urgency. Um, I mean, last night, game two, you're talking about the MVP of the league. He didn't come out and get a bucket till five minutes in the second quarter. James Harden, that's not going to get it done, man. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, I re- like when I watch James Harden, it just makes me miss Kobe out there, the Black Mamba. You know what I mean? He doesn't care what defense you throw at him. He's getting a bucket within the first three minutes, the first five minutes of the game. You know what I mean? I've never seen Kobe go into the second quarter of a, of a playoff game and not get a bucket. So Harden, that shit is inexcusable. The, his his play the his play overall in the first two games of this series. I mean, if any if nobody's gonna call him out on it, I will. You know what I mean? Because I feel like Chris Paul he's giving it his all. James Harden isn't. It's not like he's he's not playing hard. I just think he just needs to be more aggressive. You know what I mean? They're not going to win a game. What happened to all those 50-point games that Harden was doing in the regular season? Is that just out the window? You know what I mean? He's averaging, what, like 33 and 5 assists? Dude, if you're going to average 33 points and you're James Harden, I'm going to need you to up those assists to about 10. You feel me? That might get it done. 33 points, 10 assists. That's the Harden that, that needs to be playoff Harden. Right now, we're seeing a playoff Harden, man. I'm just so disappointed in this, in this guy and his performance. We're talking about a guy that decides to turn it on when they're down by, what, like nine in the fourth quarter with five minutes left. Then you see the guy start hitting threes and stuff like that. I mean, come on, man. You're flopping around, always looking for the foul call. Dude, just go in there and get a bucket. You know what I mean? you got enough power, speed, and bounce to go into the lane and drive and just dunk on somebody. Set the tone, man. Set the tone. They're giving you the lane. They, they want you to kick it out. You know what I mean? Because they know that the, the Rockets three-point shooters aren't really that great of sh- three-point shooters when you're playing playoff defense. But James Harden, when are you going to dunk on somebody? When are you just going to go into the lane and just take charge and, and impose your will on this series? Um, and, and the last thing I got to talk about, you know what I mean? I think this series is over with. You know what I mean? The Warriors are clear to advance. And, and, which brings up a lot of uh, different things. But before I get off the Rockets, you know what I mean? You got to talk about Mike D'Antoni's rotations, you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm not sure what the hell is going on out there uh, with the Rockets' uh, rotations. They missed Austin Rivers in Game 1. So Austin Rivers comes back. Game 2 plays well. So that's, that's, that's a good sign. But he's giving minutes to guys that don't deserve to be in the game. And I'm calling, I'm calling them out. Daniel House? Doesn't deserve to get one minute in playoff action against the Warriors. Iman Shumpert doesn't doesn't deserve one minute on that floor against the Warriors if you want to pull off a win. You're gonna to have to go with like an eight-man rotation. Pretty much if you're gonna alright, let's let's break it down. We can just break it down off the top of our head. You got Chris Paul, James Harden, Austin Rivers, you got Tucker, you got Gerald Green. You got Clint Capella. That's six guys right there. So on off the uh, out of that, did I mention did I mention uh, Eric Gordon? That's seven. And Gerald Green. I'm not sure if I mentioned Gerald Green already, but I think I did. But but off the bench, if if, if I did mention Gerald Green, only other guy that should be getting minutes is for Reed and Nana. That's nine guys. That's nine guys I just named. And Dan Tony 
He's he's known for shorting up the rotation. I'm not sure what the hell he's doing. But he's known for shorting up the rotation. He's playing like 11 guys out there. Dude, stop. There's no reason Daniel House should be in the game. He can't guard anyone. He, he's not hitting shots. Iman Shumpert, he's, he's not guarding anyone. He's not hitting shots. Just leave those guys out of it and just rock with the nine guys I gave you. The nine guys are going to play with some fucking pride. Alright, I'm, I'm sorry I got a curse, but man, the Rockets just piss me off sometimes. Uh, let's get into uh, a few more topics before we go get into the forum. And uh, let's talk about some headlines. I want to talk about LeBron not being in this playoffs. Because I'm starting to realize after re-watching some of the highlights of the, of the Warriors-Rockets game last night. You know, if the, if the Warriors pretty much get rid of the Rockets in five games, does that give you optimism for the rest of the playoffs? Does that excite you? Because it doesn't, it doesn't excite me. It doesn't make me happy that the Warriors get to pretty much cruise to another NBA Finals. It's corny. It's getting, it's getting lame. And, and the fact that LeBron isn't there on the other opposite side in the East, you know what I mean? There's nothing to really look forward to. Ain't nothing to really look forward to once, once the Warriors get rid of the Rockets in five games. This, this is depressing, man. LeBron. And I, and, and, and I want to talk about LeBron just, just to back it up with facts. The uh, the playoff, the playoffs, you know what I mean, as far as the ratings, they're, they're slipping this year. They're lower than last year. And, and LeBron is the main reason for that. Le when you got the Warriors on one opposite side of the bracket, and you got LeBron on the opposite side of the bracket, we're used to seeing that. We're used to LeBron making the finals, you know what I mean, against the Warriors. You know what I mean? I just, uh, you know, and I'll get to KD a little bit later on, on the fact that he should leave after talking to some of my colleagues at the NBA. Everyone is pretty much in agreement that he should leave after this year. But I'll get into that. Let's talk about some headlines before we get into the forum uh, section of this podcast uh, where I, uh, you know what I mean, take some uh, online questions and just answer them for you guys. Uh, let's talk about some headlines. It says the Mavs, they want to go after Kimber Walker. And I'm not mad at them for doing that. They should definitely throw Kimber a max contract. You know what I mean? Maybe that'll get them into the eighth seed next year. You know what I mean? Get Don to some uh, playoff experience. You got Vince Carter saying that he's coming back next season. Uh, Gilbert Arenas, uh, I, I heard, called him out on that, saying that he should give some young guys some opportunity. And he's given, he's he's uh, taking up an NBA roster spot. Uh, I, I say, I say, forget all that. Vince Carter, uh, keep getting those checks, like Jalen Rose says. Ain't nothing wrong with a guy if they're gonna pay you a million. You know what I mean? To uh, Travel city to city to play basketball and pretty much lose. Uh, if you want to, you know what I mean. Just you know what I mean why do that? I do that over retirement. Hell yeah! Especially if I don't got a TV gig with ESPN lined up with like Paul Pierce and Tracy McGrady. You know what I mean? Ain't like he's about to retire and take Paul Pierce's job, is it? I don't. I don't think so. Uh, you know what I mean? So Vince Carter keep getting those checks. And also, last headline, Greg Popovich signs a three-year extension to come back with the Spurs. No real surprise there. Uh, he's a basketball coach, you know what I mean? He's going to go out pretty much on his deathbed, still coach, uh, coaching the Spurs. So let's get into the forum side of this podcast. The forum basically is when I go to uh, the NBA forums online, pick out some good topics, you know what I mean, that are questions. And not just, not just like, you know what I mean? There's different things on the forum. But good questions that are forum that's not really ESPN, 
first take style. You know what I mean? We pretty much are written or originating some some real shit right here. So the first forum topic is how special is KD's playoff performances we're seeing this year? You know what I mean? He was the you gotta talk about. Uh, I mean, I'll give KD some credit. They've been special. They've been special. But if I had to scale it from a scale of one to ten, ten being LeBron coming back three to one, KD's is on a rip the scale about a five. They're special, but they're they're the average special. Nothing crazy. You know what I mean? Let's talk about the first round matchup. He scored 38 in the first half. That's pretty big. That's noteworthy. You know what I mean? They took the six the, the Clippers out in six games. He's been the de facto leader so far in this year's playoffs. That's undeniable. You know what I mean? He he he's the guy that they give it to when they really need a bucket, which is exciting to see. But my point my point is why it's an average special and not super duper special. Is because for one, he's got a lot of help. You know what I mean? And, and he's got so much help that seeing him be the guy that can take over a game on a on a team that still has so much help, it's almost like, eh, we'd we'd honestly rather see KD leave and try to do it on his own now because we've seen him the past two years being the finals MVP take over games, take over games in the finals. When Clay and Steph aren't, aren't playing too well. We've seen this. You know what I mean? This is the third year in a row. It's getting boring. You know what I mean? Like, I am I don't want to sound like a hater on KD, you know. He's balling out of, out of control. You know, he's doing his thing. But the point is, it would just look better and be a better narrative for the NBA if KD was on the Clippers or on the Blazers trying to lead his own team as the main guy unquestioned on a team that didn't have chips before he got there that's the thing KD got there when the Warriors were already the Warriors so of course you know what I mean you put him out there of course he's going to make splash plays and have big games he's still KD at the end of the day but at the end of the day you know what I mean this is the Warriors dynasty he came he's a Johnny came come lately he's a, he's his name is Kevin Durant I took the easy route so I don't give a damn how many points he scores or how many games he took over, he still is taking the easy route. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, there's always going to be that easy route aspect about KD's championships with the Warriors. So, I think that answers the question. Uh, KD should leave, you know what I mean? And just try out a new city because it's really not that impressive what he's doing. I don't care what you say. Alright, that's my answer. Next forum topic. What was your favorite NBA championship? So basically NBA championship or NBA championship team off the top of my head in my lifetime In my lifetime my favorite championships have definitely been two of LeBron's years You know what I mean that last year in Miami when they repeated against the Spurs uh, The Ray Allen three and in game six where it was a two for a dollar situation where LeBron missed the first three Bosch gets the rebound kicks it out to Ray Allen Bang as Mike Bring likes to say I mean, man, that was a special, special series, man. That was a special series, man. We thought LeBron with D-Wade and Bosh were going out. That they would not repeat as NBA championships in that Game 6 matchup. You know what I mean? And 
They return back to Miami down 3-2 with two home games. You know what I mean? So they had to win two in a row to win that NBA NBA Finals. And, and they did that shit, man. I think that was one of the most special ones. And you, got, you can't forget about when LeBron went back to Cleveland down 3-1. You know what I mean? Just to get that chase down block in Game 7, Kyrie ends it off with a 3 in Curry's face. Those were two of the, my favorite championships that I've ever seen in my lifetime. And I'm 27 years old, born in 1992. I can talk about all the Jordan stuff, but I was a little kid when all that Jordan stuff was happening. Let's just keep it real. You know what I mean? I'm a LeBron, Kobe, baby. Shaq, you know what I mean? All those years. And I and I hated those early Lakers teams. I'm not going to front. You know what I mean? Those were, those, those were the years that the New Jersey Nets were good. And uh, I had to witness, you know, me, excuse me, I had to witness my New Jersey Nets pretty much get stomped out, uh, sweep, you know what I mean, in that last Lakers three-peat of Kobe and Shaq. So I wasn't a big fan of that. I definitely wasn't a big span, uh, big fan of the Spurs winning it or the, the damn Pistons winning it and all of that jazz, you know. You could talk about when Kobe won it again and, uh, back-to-back. But Kobe had a, a lot of help. Uh, I will say with Lamar Odom and Paul Gasol and Andrew Bynum, they had three seven-footers basically, plus Kobe. I mean, that wasn't really that fun to watch. You know what I mean? It was it was fun though. It it, it was fun to watch LeBron get uh, those those two chips. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, and if you want to ask why I didn't put LeBron's first chip in there, that was the NBA lockout season. It wasn't even a full NBA season. I mean, come on, man. What the hell is that? I mean, let's, let's not... Let's, but I digress. I digress. The last forum topic before I get out of here, uh, we, we've eclipsed the 30-minute mark, is uh, you want to give your franchise to one man, who would it be? Now, again, KD comes to mind, but would you really want KD... If you knew that he wasn't on the Warriors as your main guy over LeBron James? And the answer is no. I'm sorry. Katie has not proven that he can go somewhere other than the Warriors and win. And until he does, LeBron James, even at his reclining age and, and he's getting older, LeBron James, is. if I still had to pick one guy in the NBA to lead my franchise... It'll still be LeBron. He makes his teammates better. He does everything you need. He can still get you 30. He can get you a 30-point triple-double, basically. We, we've all seen what he does in the finals without help. You know what I mean? Like, Jesus Christ, man. He almost won game one last year uh, uh, when he was on the Cleveland Cavaliers had J.R. Smith just laid up the rebound. I mean, the, the, the Cleveland Cavaliers take game one. Then it's an entirely different series. You know what I'm saying? So LeBron James is without a doubt still the best player in the world. Still the best player on the planet. I know Stephen A is talking that jibber jabs that KD is the guy. Best player on the planet. But look man. KD t- took the easy route. You know what I mean? I'm not getting off of that 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 fact. That KD took the easy route to get his championships. And, and he's not the guy that you would want to start your franchise with. If you had the number one pick in a fantasy draft right now. I'm still picking LeBron James if he only had one season to play. All right, man. That's it for the forum in the NBA League Pass podcast today. You've been listening to the War Report radio series, the NBA League Pass podcast, man. I'm your gracious host, Jared Adams. We're broadcasting live from Atlanta, Georgia this time, man, on them. 
Follow me on my social media handles. Twitter, War Report Radio Straight Through. On Instagram, War underscore Report underscore Radio. Oh, man. What else can I say? Uh, like, subscribe, share. You know what I mean? Give me a five-star review on iTunes. You know what I mean? Pile those up, and more people will discover the show. And I'm going to keep hammering them out, man. Peace out, man. Peace.